Howdy, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of our Black Anime Nerds podcast. I'm Max, and I'm joined by uh, my esteemed colleagues. We've got uh, Aaron Cute in the building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Mr. Justin Harwell. What up, man? Mr. Brandon D. What's up? And Miss Alexa Sullivan. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll get right down to business. Um, today we'll um, be talking about episode four of God of High School, as well as episodes three and four of um, ReZero Season 2. Without further ado, we'll just kick off kick things off with um, some God of High School talk. Uh, episode 4 dropped, and uh, man, we had a little bit of everything today. We had some uh, wedding planning. We had some uh, fisticuffs. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Aaron, what was, what was your take on uh, Episode 4 of God of High School? Uh, they really know. They really are moving kind of fast, but uh I think now is when everybody's going to start seeing all the wilder shit happen. And it's clear that it's... We already saw these kids are, like, really skilled. Like a superhuman extent. But now it's even more blatant with the shit we're going to see. And this is where the playing field gets even. Because we already saw Jin can kick the shit out of people. Okay. Yeah, it's starting to introduce something that can even the playing field for people. And we get into the power system, or one aspect of it, and how that's going to tie into the overall plot and our main character. Plus, everything was still fluid. I like that. I mean, people were still, you know, the triple kick is not exactly how we think it would go, but I feel like that's something that will rectify in the future. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like, with, with, with you know, like, comic to, like, anime, you know, diff- different mediums, I mean, we all have, like, when, when we're reading manga, we all kind of envision it, like, playing out in our heads, and, you know, sometimes what we see in our heads, like, perfectly comes to life, and other times it do- it doesn't exactly go that way, but... Um, I felt like that was a good interpretation of uh, that uh, kick move, personally. Yeah, that's an interesting form. But also, I feel like people are really going to like our quote-unquote villains. Because who knew the church could be so creepy? That's a joke, but yeah. I laughed. <laughs> um, uh, Justin, what, what did you think of episode four? Um, I'm slowly getting what I need from this show. You know, as as far as like backstory goes. Um, but with this episode, it felt like two different episodes. Like the first three quarters of it was like uh, Mira's story, and it was going into like uh, her reasoning for being in the tournament and how she was uh, going to sacrifice that just to get her style, you know, recognized by the world to see her sacrifice. That was cool and all, 
but what really got me was the end. <laughs> it just switched, and it was like Han's friend is in the hospital. Did he die, or do we know? Was it like no. left open? He died? No, he's, he's, he's still alive. Yeah, so we saw last episode that he was taking those meds and the new meds, and it wasn't really working. So something awakened in his ass, and he gave no fucks about Mira, and he fucking exposed the wound. It's just he exposed the wound that she had from the day before from her her wedding. And that motherfucker just said, you know what? I got to do what I got to do. Ain't no more friends. He fucked her up. And I was just like, (laughs) wow. Hey, that's like that's it turned one. dark, and then when he the way he was looking in the fucking hallway, and he didn't even look at fucking uh more. He was just like, "I'll see you in the finals." Peace yeah, out. that shit hey. had me shook. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, Han's gonna be the biggest character. Yeah, for the first first season, I think since only thirteen episodes. Shit, through the show, through the show. Okay, we'll see. He's cool. And like, like you said, he's about his mission. Yeah. And somebody yeah. in the somebody in the group was like, "Why the fuck didn't Maury jump in, Bruh, As soon as he got there, she was getting her ass beat. It wasn't like he had <laughs> like she was getting her ass beat. As soon he couldn't as make he a dynamic there. entry. Right. Like no. It, I mean, I know it's anime, but like it's still like a sense of time. And like as soon as he saw it, she was getting beat like that. So it was over before he could do anything. That was. Yeah. Kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for the episode. Righteous. Uh, Alexis, what, what did you think? Um, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I liked getting some background on Mira. Um, I'm glad that she, I, I was glad that she was still going to be in the in the competition once we found out that that dude was a fuck nigga um once we found that out and she you know went back to the competition i was i was happy because i wanted to see more of her style um but i mean and that dude you know he almost fooled me for a second but then as it as as the episode kept going on i was like mm, i was like no no something ain't right and i was like damn why can i tell when it comes to these anime dudes I can tell a fuck nigga, but in real life, wow, I, I, you, don't, I can't. you don't get dramatic pauses and you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm like, damn. But um, I like, you know, getting to see more of her of her character. Um, and the end definitely caught me off guard. So we know that his friend didn't die, but what about that dude in in the restaurant? Because I feel like he's dead. The dude that he punched in the restaurant. I feel like that nigga. I mean, if he die, he die. I don't give a fuck. Really. <laughs> you know, he had had, you know, his friend, you know, is not doing very well. And then right after that, you have those dudes that kept fucking with him in the restaurant. And he snapped and, you know, punched his shit in. And uh, then, of course, you know, poor Mira had to get it, you know. Look, and, they were they were fucking I, with a nigga who called himself a mad cow. That's. <laughs> if, I want to be. Somebody calls himself a mad cow. You gotta be ready to catch hands. You right. And I wanted to be at, at first. I was upset with him because I was like, "Damn, like he didn't have to do her like that." But at the same time, it's like I mean, once he saw his friend was getting worse, 
he was like, okay, I ain't got time. So I was, I was going to play around and be nice, but now I ain't got time. I'm about to do what I got to do. So you first in line to catch this ass whooping. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And, but I'm excited to see him fight Jen, um, because he's going to be, he's going to be pissed. And, uh, I, I can't oh. wait to see how that. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Mr. Brandon. Yeah, from the moment that dude introduced himself to propose to Mira, I knew he was he was bullshitting the entire time. And when he got exposed as being one of those cult member things, talking about, oh, you need to get this sword from her, or she's the only one who can wield it and kill a god. It's like, what? Mira can kill a god with her sword and her sword side? It's like, what? And I'm glad that um, Jen and Han pulled up on the wedding to help stop, just cut it off and everything. Because I knew the second that dude pulled up, he was no good. But it was really sad to see Mira give up everything just to keep her dad's, her passed on dad's sword style alive. Even sacrificing her whole livelihood, even getting married at such a young age and not caring and just it's like I'm doing this for my dad and everything, but I'm just glad that Jen and uh, Han had her back and everything. <clears throat> and then the dude flipped out and pulled a Captain Komamura Bankai at the wedding. Just when he flipped, he's like, "I've had enough. You all are done. You're done." And just tried to take all of them out at once. And it was the tone of me <laughs> right after that wedding when Jen opened those doors I was shook I was like stop just stop I felt so bad for Han after seeing his friend go down but at the same time I understand that between the dudes that were picking on him it's like oh your friends at the hospital and everything I knew he was gonna snap at some point but I didn't think it'd be that bad that Mira would catch it that of a beat down I'm like and Jin did not lose eye contact with Han the entire time he was staring him down the hallway and it's like I know it's going to be intense for the next episode if they fight because it's going to be wild oh most definitely um I felt bad for uncle who was getting his ass kicked by uh some kids Bro, that shit had me dead. I was like, <laughs> how are you going to promise to keep somebody's like dream and hopes alive and you ain't shit? <laughs> it, was all about, it was all about the effort, man. He was trying. Bro, fuck all that. Them kids was probably paying. <laughs> they walked out on his ass and Mira was like, this dude is weak. What the hell? Well, like, I, I don't know if it was real or not, but someone... It might have been Seku who, like, showed panels. Like, like I think it played out a little bit differently in the, in the web. Little, they didn't, they didn't make him out to be as big of a win. Nah. I mean, he was he was goofy, but not that goofy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that was kind of a fun, like, subversion. Because, like, when, usually when that stuff happens, like... The the character's usually like competent or like something else happens. But uh 
not this time. Right. Um, that was kind of a funny moment. And then, yeah, like the, the Han uh, sequence, like on one hand, like it, his reaction and just lashing out is super understandable, but I don't know. I mean, like the only like argument you could really have for him is that he wanted to get the fight over with as soon as possible, but yeah, there were other fights after, so he probably only saved like 20 minutes or however long. So like he, he was mostly just taking his frustration out on, on Mira, like just like negatively. Yeah. Um, so beat down, uh, is definitely justified. Um, really looking forward to seeing them, uh, uh, Han and Jin's fight. Um, I believe Jin still has to have his semifinal fight unless they just decide to skip that in the, in the anime. Do you think, Aaron, do you think we'll see the, see at least a piece of that fight next week? Yeah. I think we'll see a piece of it. Cool. But the main event is the main event. Oh, yes. And it's kind of cool to have a um, match of the, I guess, the the two, like, quote-unquote, like, rivals um, so quickly. I feel like it doesn't happen too often. Different because we still got folks that you know, like Park and the role he plays in the story, and then there's other folks like remember Gangman's backstory. Is, is that Dread Dreadman? Yeah, straight jacket boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we still got his backstory and how that factors into our main character, Jen's life. So, definitely quite a few rivals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I appreciated, uh, Mira's backstory. Like, it, it was hard for me to really kind of get invested in anybody. Um, but like now that, now things are starting to take form as we get more backstories and just characterization, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to episode five. Yeah. Um, is there anything else from episode four that you guys wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. I feel like everything yeah. was really straightforward. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that, like, in the flashback, we saw how, um, Mira's, like, uncle and cousin really just, like, uh, became, like, her family and want her to be, um, happy and, and want to support her, like, uh, the uncle, um, you know, 
who were like uh, you kind of see as kind of just like a timid, weak guy, like standing up to uh, uh, purple purple hair man uh, in the <laughs> weather. Um, that was kind of cool to see, even though he really didn't have any physical power. It probably meant a lot that uh, to Mira that he uh, like spoke up. Uh, and then seeing his cousin's rea- her cousin's uh, uh, reaction kind of at the end of that sequence was cool too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, There's so many similarities to this type this show though, and like the tropes that they have. The uh, like if you've seen a lot of anime, you, every time you see a rich, good-looking young guy who just pops up and just hits on the female, uh, you know, protagonist, he's always going to be bad. So I, I, I already oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, like, he seems super, super nice. You know, he seems like the perfect gentleman, but he's always has oh, a... Phony. Yeah. I just saw uh, one of the City Hunter movies, and they did the exact same thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn. It was... The, it was copy and paste. <laughs> Real was like, if this nigga don't get the fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and even with like the family, like the, the cousin, it's like they become like sisters instead of like cousins. Yeah, right. Dope. It was dope. Yeah, I mean, things are really taking off. Um, a lot to look forward to in episode five. Um, if you guys are all set, um, with God of High School, we can kind of, uh, transition over to, um, some ReZero talk. Um, yeah, uh, we'll be reviewing episodes three and four this week, so we'll start with three. Um, kind of the moment everyone's been waiting for, uh, finally arrived in this episode. Um, uh, Subaru finally comes face to face. Um, with Echidna, the Witch of Greed. Um, and as anybody who, uh, as any anime fan who surfed the web a little bit could probably tell, she's already kind of taken the anime community by storm. Um, as kind of a fan favorite this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just learned a lot, uh, about the ReZero, uh, world and, um, some lore in this episode. Um, Alexis, what did you think of uh, episode three of ReZero? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was nice um, being able to finally see the the Witch of Greed. Um, and so if I understand, she ate all of the other witches, right? Not her. The Witch of Envy did. Oh, the Witch of Envy. Okay. Okay. Um, so then it's just the the Witch of Envy and Greed left then, right? Um, so w- they probably could have spelled it out a little bit more because it was confusing. Um, uh-huh. she, she's, uh, the Witch of Greed is dead along with the other, uh, si- the other, uh, six witches of sin. Uh, okay. So the Witch of Envy, uh, killed them all. Um, so Subaru's basically talking to, uh, uh, Echidna's soul. Okay. Her, her soul still has some agency. 
Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Um, but that, but that's what happened. So her physical no. body's dead, but the soul is alive, basically. No, she's the one who brought him over here, right? Um, from his to... from his death. His... But from his uh, brought him to. Um, to like world. her her world or to yeah. the rezero rezero world um so like when he when he died and he came over to their universe she was the one who who brought him over right uh the the witch of envy okay yeah, yeah. okay so i'm confusing so the witch of envy is the one who brought him over yeah yes okay and, and we don't really know why okay um, um the other thing is I, I'm starting to maybe trust Roswell a little bit because he was, you know, of course, laying in that bed just all beat up. Um, but he didn't seem as sinister this episode as he kind of does other episodes where he just kind of seems like maybe he's hiding something. Um, and then finding out that he did the trial to try to free everybody, um, that kind of made me soften my stance on him a little bit. Um, I'm excited to see more of what that trial is. Um, wait, no, that was the fourth episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the fourth episode. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened in episode three and what's from episode four, because I just watched both of them back to back, so they're kind of yeah. both like blurred right now. Um, um, oh, yeah, he was see. talking to the witch um, at the I want to know what was in that teacup. <laughs> right? That's the question on everybody's mind. Yeah, I want to know what was in that teacup. Because she said it was some type of bodily fluid. And I'm like, okay, see, yeah. why? <laughs> like, oh, that was gross. Yeah, just, that's that's just, the biggest thing from episode three. I want to know what that was. It's just, it's just her uh, spe special uh, recipe. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm hoping it was spit or something. Please be spit. I I can deal with spit. Jesus. Oh, gross. Just thinking about it got me grossed out all over again. I mean, hey, think about it this way. He said it didn't taste good or bad, so I mean, that that's good, right? Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's gross. Um, uh, Br Brandon, what, what was your take on episode three? Yeah, the more episode three went along, I didn't get that. Um, because when I first saw the trailers for Echidna, I was super creeped out with her whole character introduction. But the more she spoke, um, this episode with the uh, tea party with Subaru, she seemed a lot more relaxed and like uh, calm and cool and collected and everything. And her ex explanation of all the sins of um, <clears throat> uh, the sins, it didn't seem like they were like truly evil. Like her whole explanation was that um, <clears throat> they were had a main function in the world. There was uh, gluttony that ate the memories, like bad memories of certain people. There was lust that put emotion into the world of ReZero. And I can't remember the others because she went through them so quickly, but 
it didn't it seemed like they all kept balance but then envy of course came along and just cleared out all of them and it was funny when she was like oh i can tell you anything in the world and super was just like no nah, i'm out i'll just take whatever you got and i'll leave <laughs> was just, she was just so upset she was just confused it's like people have searched the world for me and spent their whole lives trying to find me yet you want to leave two minutes after talking to me she was just so disappointed and upset i'm like i felt for her a little bit <laughs> she just wanted to get the fuck out hey but he said but i will take another cup of tea uh for the road yeah <laughs> yeah and when he uh subaru got back out autos on the ground of course again dude can't catch a break he gets his ass whooped by garfield and he can't explain himself and on the carriage ride back he's just like where am i supposed to vent all my anger from this dude beat my ass without any explanation and barely apologized on the way back it's like dude can't catch a break it's like leave auto alone please and yeah, that's that shit was funny. I love when he said, "What am I doing with my anger?" <laughs> he can't do shit about it. <laughs> he was ready to throw hands with them. <laughs> he said, "When yeah. you want to fight, but you can't." <laughs> can't do shit. <laughs> and uh, hearing that Rosewall has connection with. Um, Echidna, which he was very stern about, which I was surprised about, he corrected Amelia almost immediately, saying that yeah. not the, she is not the greed of, uh, witch of greed. She is Echidna, and was very stern about it, too. It was like, correct it now. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. I'm wondering what type of connection did uh, Rosewall's whole ancestral family have with the original sin of greed it's like we'll see where this goes because i was a lot felt a lot more better now that alexis said that um he went through the trial to help get everybody out but failed so badly that the trial rejected him that he was that banged up and everything but i'm expecting more of rosewall in the future most good um Aaron, what did you think of episode three? I was glad to finally see Roswell doing some shit so people could stop sleeping on my man and acting like, you know, he's a bad person. <laughs> he's just tired, y'all. He's just fucking tired. He's doing what he can. He's doing what he can, okay? Only so much a nigga can do. So... Other than that, I was glad to see more of the plot develop, and I don't really follow the light novels that much, just somewhat, so this is all new territory for me. So I was waiting with bated breath, and then, like, Justin, I felt kind of like, oh, damn, at the end of this episode, another gut punch, you gonna do me <laughs> like this? Mm. What kind of rude shit is this? You know? This series, man. It's fucking serious, man. Knows how to hit you where it hurts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Justin, did you have any uh, thoughts for episode three? I'm still, like, 
Some people are saying they don't know if the witches are like entirely evil, but the way Echidna looks, I I think she's scary. I think she's a very scary lady. Yeah. She has the potential to do so much harm to me. I'm like, I don't get on her bad side. I don't right. know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to make her flip, but I hope Subaru don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I really don't have much to say. Yeah, she's yeah, she's scary. Everybody else said everything else. So, are 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 you saying you wouldn't you wouldn't drink the Donna tea? If she told me to, I would. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Drink the damn tea, Justin. You got, you got to tell me more than once. I got you. I'm already. Uh, no, I mean, a lot of you guys kind of echo my thoughts already, but um, yeah, I really like the episode. Um, like we learned a little bit more about um, like what the witch factor is, and kind of how um, that works in the world. That That's kind of what allowed uh, Super to um, kind of access the, the tomb. Um, and uh, with him absorbing uh, Beetlejuice's uh, witch factor, the witch factor of sloth, um, that kind of dulled his... Uh, reaction to seeing Echidna's, Echidna because uh, usually if the average Joe were to lay eyes on one of the witches of sin <laughs> they'd probably they'd start vomiting immediately out of fear and whatnot. Um, so the, the fact that Subaru can, could kind of stand there with like little effect at all said a lot um and then, like you guys said, um, like the names of the witches, it's interesting. Like usually in in media, when you're dealing with whatever version of like seven like deadly sins or whatever, like um, in most cases you're you're dealing with like the most evil of evil. But um, the descriptions almost sound uh, noble a little bit. Um, so it was interesting to kind of get those tidbits on um, what those witches were like. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, you know, episode two really uh, hammered it home for us. Uh, like, watch out for Garfield. Beware of Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and Garfield arrives. Um uh, I really liked his uh, portrayal in his debut. Um, I'm, I'm sure all of you guys noticed right away, but um, uh, he happens to share the same voice actor as um, uh, Bakugo from uh, My Hero Academia, uh, Accelerator. Um, that range. That range. Nishinoya? Um, Nishinoya? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we saw he was a force to be reckoned with immediately with his speed and strength. 
Um, not too many people can uh, suplex uh, a ground dragon. Um, and uh, we learn that uh, basically the villagers of Arlem and Roswell and everybody are kind of being held hostage um, by not being able to uh, leave due to the barrier Um, the key to uh, uh, releasing the barrier that surrounds sanctuary is for someone to complete the trial and uh, Amelia pledged that she would be the one to do it um, but something goes wrong and then uh, Subaru jumps in to try to save her and um, everything kind of fades to black and uh, strangely enough Subaru wakes up in his uh, real world bedroom and uh, that's and that pretty much takes us into episode four territory uh, man this uh this episode really uh smacks you over the head with the feels um um brandon what did, what did you think of uh episode four it was wild i it had me all over the place because as soon as he woke up and saw his dad there i was expecting Subaru to full on like have a psychological breakdown because it's like I thought he was <clears throat> transported back into his world and he has all of his memories and everything and now he sees his family like safe and sound it was just crazy and his dad just doesn't care he's wrestling him in the bed and everything <laughs> and they have that whole conversation in the kitchen it's like you're going to eat these mountain, mountain peas on the table and stuff and then uh, Subaru, with his talk with his dad, was just that one hurt because he was explaining how he was trying to live up to his dad's expectations but couldn't reach it. And then at some point in his life during his childhood, he just stopped growing as a person and felt like he didn't like almost faded out from the rest of the world and he was falling behind with everybody. And he wanted his dad to say something to him, like, yeah, you're trash and you don't belong here and everything, to give him a splash of reality. But I'm glad that his dad stood up for him and saying, like, I would never say that to you. You're my son. I care for you. It's like, it was just really upsetting. It was, I, with that, uh, Subaru had that breakdown. I almost broke down as well because it's like his dad was there for him. It's like, I understand that um, he was trying to hold himself to a certain standard. And with all of us, we try and hold ourselves to a standard to a degree. <clears throat> but Subaru had such high expectations for himself being his, um, for being his, his, uh, the son of his dad. But it's just, it was just really upsetting to have that whole emotional scene with him and his dad and then the walk home with his mom and everything is just wild. Oh. Absolutely. Um, uh, Alexis, what did you think of episode four? Um, I feel like y'all going to be mad. But I was bored. 
I was bored and I was trying not to fall asleep. I was watching that episode with one eye open. I'm seeing that. I think it was because I had just got done eating, so that itis was on me real heavy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was really trying not to fall asleep. Um, but I, I, I couldn't really tell you, you know, a whole lot about the episode because it, it just did, it did, it didn't do it for me. It, it really didn't. Like, I'm sorry, but it did not do it for me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any any part that really stuck out to me um, in that episode. And okay, I did like the the, the part at the end where um, when he was walking away from his mom and she said, "Take care." Um, I don't know something about that really. I, I liked that. Um, that stuck with me. But the rest of it, I, I was like, okay, this nigga talking too much. I started skipping through some parts. <laughs> And I was like, I'm about to fall asleep. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. I was like, okay. At least you're being honest. No, I just thought you would have loved his daddy. Because I love his daddy. Oh, wait, his daddy was fine. I forgot to say that. His That's daddy was fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Okay, there, there we go. There we go. Subaru, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah that's that's the best part of the episode his daddy was definitely cute <laughs> um, um justin is there anything else you'd like to add i would just like to say that subaru has the best parents in 2020 for the anime season i love his parents <laughs> i love both of them um what I was thinking about, like, while watching all this, I'm like, this shit is, like, going too good. Like, the conversation, like, he just, it's going by so smoothly. I'm like, this ain't the type of show for that. So I'm like, <laughs> when is the fucking twist? Where is the twist? It's, I'm like, they kept showing, like, Subaru's eyes, like, up close. And I was thinking, like, someone's going to, like, just stab him in the eye or something. <laughs> like, some crazy <laughs> going so I was just, like, watching, and I was, like, getting ready for like the twist but nothing happened you know we saw like the little flashback but i thought something like concrete some physical was gonna happen but yeah i love i love his dad uh that moonwalk was slick <laughs> yeah i i need to find a gif of that hell yeah that shit was dope yeah i like i like his little playful banter with his mom yeah yeah and the end when we saw a kid in the, in the classroom, like Max, y'all heard me. I I was screaming. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> just chilling the cut. Just chilling in the fucking uh uh fucking school uniform. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, Where you get that shit from? <laughs> I've been here all along, Justin. She has. It's the it's the white eyelashes, bro. It's the white eyelashes. I'm like, man, you can't trust nobody with white eyelashes. You can't do that. <laughs> so I'm like, no, nah, come on, yeah, yeah. That's all I have for the episode four. Mr. Cute, you're up. Oh boy, uh, I was gonna say, uh, Subaru's dad was surprisingly a good, good ass person. Yeah. I was expecting, you know, it's more of a they're gonna twist the knife even more and be like, Yeah, and his dad hated him. What you know about <laughs> that? So it was nice to see that, you know, his dad was a heartfelt dude. And uh a kid in the classroom. I was like, Oh shit. It's like having it's like how you have two sets of friends and like 
one of those friends meets the other set, you don't know until you see them together, and then you're wondering how they're going to react after they've been talking about you. If that makes sense, that's what it makes me think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the episode was great. Um, in my opinion, it's probably uh, uh, top five ReZero episodes out of the 29 total episodes we've gotten. Um, they just, uh, as a light novel reader, I just feel like they just na- nailed uh, just nailed this episode. Uh, they were really able to uh, bring uh, Subaru's parents to life. Uh, I'm sure it didn't take long for you guys to notice uh, where Subaru's um, kind of... Uh, personality kind of comes from um, that pretty much acts like the same way um, that was great to see um, another big thing is I mean you guys probably picked up on it but um, just uh, all of his uh, like problems kind of just um, coming to life in this episode. Um, I really liked the way they showed uh, Subaru's anxiety. Um, like when he was having those panic attacks. Um, like when the... Uh, with the clock, when school was about to start. Um, that was really good. And just certain like trigger words that would trigger his panic attacks. Um I really liked how the anime handled those. Um, and yeah, just the dynamic with him and his parents um, was super awesome. Um, just kind of how we really just got to see where his. Uh, he kind of how Subaru kind of has an inferiority complex. Um, after always being compared to his parents, or more so his dad, um, and just feeling like he had to live up to him. Uh, you know, that's kind of why he took on his uh, boisterous personality and amplified it, and uh, just looking for attention. Um, I feel like when we saw the flashback, I feel like that was probably um, something that a lot of people could relate to. Uh, You know, Subaru being someone who early on was super good at everything. um, But as he got older and like others got older, uh, he kind of came to the conclusion that he he didn't really feel special. Right. Uh, And like that... Um, combined with not him not feeling like he's good enough for his parents, it's kind of led to him just kind of uh, like cutting himself off. Um, one of the season, one of the pieces I liked the most was the sequence when he was sitting with his dad on the uh, bench, 
Mm-hmm. I was talking about like I wanted you and mom to call out my weakness since I was the only one in pain. I wanted you both to beat that into me and make me give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, does, does uh, that sequence like remind you guys of anything? Uh, it was really cool because uh, like the situation that he described there is exactly what Rem did for him in episode 18 of season one. Oh, it's a, it's a weird parallel. It's a weird yeah. Answer. You're right. So that was such a cathartic moment for him. Um, a lot of this episode kind of relates to uh, episode 18. Uh, just because, you know, Subaru kind of figured all of this out um, after that episode. Um, so him overcoming his past wasn't as difficult. Um, Akidna even mentions the fact that it ha- this happened uh, um, sooner than she expected. Because thanks to, like, Amelia and, like, Rem, like, he was already able to work through this and uh, kind of uh, get over this particular hurdle. Um, yeah, that, that was just super cool. Um, it pretty much broke me. Um, every Like, during his farewells with his parents, um, you know... The, the piece that he had to, like, overcome in this trial was the fact that he always re- regretted his lack of a farewell to his parents. Yeah. Uh, now, like, obviously, he was going to the store, so he was expecting to see them again. But um, but uh, in this flashback, like, us getting to see the final moment with his mom and the fact that he, he didn't even... Uh, say anything to her before leaving and that was the last thing um he ever said to her um so him uh being able to get that proper farewell and him just breaking down each time especially with his dad like that that part hit me um when he was like take care of your mom when when we're old um the fact that that's probably never gonna happen that kind of hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll share this with you guys um, as just another gut punch um, from this episode. So somebody asked the author um, how Subaru's parents are doing in a, in a Q&A. And, oh, wow. uh, <sighs> are you guys sitting down? He said they're doing just fine. They ain't worried about his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he went on vacation. Here's the answer. Um, they're enduring the disappearance of their eldest son some, somehow or, or other. The police investigation has no leads. And Kenichi, who's the dad, is trying to comfort Naoko, but it's not that effective. They're passing each day tearfully. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> That is their, their that is their pride and joy. Yeah. And you know they they always supported him even though he, he uh, um 
that frustrated him at times. Like they did their best to support him uh, to the end, and uh, it kind of sucks. Like regarding the situation that they're in presently, while this is uh, going on. Um, but yeah, um, we we meet uh, we meet Donna in the classroom and uh, decked out in schoolgirl garb. Be prepared to see those pictures all over the the internet. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh yeah the the first portion of the trial is in the books um yeah i I love the episode um i was surprised how long it was as well 29 minutes i really like that uh re-zero will often skip the openings and endings to give us the extra like two or three minutes of content. I kind of wish every series did that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like that, um, the, the exchange, uh, for breakfast peas for breakfast is kind of interesting to me. Um, especially a mountain of peas. Was like rice pilaf with peas. Yeah, and especially considering that it, it didn't look like any of them even enjoyed peas to begin with. Yeah, they... <laughs> it's pea day. They just had to eat peas. <laughs> it's yeah. a pea day. And uh, the whole mayonnaise bit was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if any of you guys watched the uh, ReZero OVAs. Um, but Subaru loves mayonnaise, and uh, the the ReZero world doesn't have uh, mayonnaise in it. And he introduced mayonnaise to the Roswell Mansion and everything, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, what the fuck is mayonnaise? <laughs> yeah. Then after eating, then after eating, damn, this mayonnaise thing is good. There's right. Niggas never had condiments before. And they they mentioned uh, in kind of a throwaway line in the light novel that like Subaru like if things ever like died down and he was actually able to breathe for like thirty seconds, um, he would think about like bringing over some of his world stuff into this world and trying to make money off it. I mean, good idea. Yeah, I mean, his uh, his uh, brick phone is worth a fortune already. So why not? Right. <laughs> but um, wait, if they don't know about mayonnaise, how can Reinhardt really be that great a cook? I mean, he he he's he's the be- he's the best with what he's got. Um, if anybody's wondering what 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 Aaron's referring to is uh, uh, the character Reinhard in ReZero, he's basically like anime Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, he's blessed with like a gazillion blessings and like divine protections, which are like a, a special like ability that 
um, uh, people are lucky to have. Like if if you if you get a divine protection, like like that's pretty awesome. Um, but this dude has a zillion of them. One of them is like I forget the official name, but like anything he prepares, like food wise, uh, tastes amazing no matter what. This man can shit on your plate, and if he cooks it, it's gonna be the best shit you ever tasted. <laughs> hey, yo, this is some good shit. Yeah, pass me the shit. Here you go. <laughs> like, you know how people say they eat shit burgers? He can make you an actual shit burger, and you would be like, I did not expect it to taste this good. This right? shit is delicious shit. Dog, Im- imagine, imagine that um, with. Uh, Echidna's tea complimenting it. Mm, that's horrifyingly good. Tasty. It's <laughs> like the worst meal like possible. Well, I mean, it'd be counterbalanced by the shit burger. That's, you know, impossibly good. So, it would be okay, I guess. A decent meal. <laughs> um. Yeah, like episode four is in the books. Um, is there anything you guys are hoping kind of see from either like episode five or um, the rest of the season? More of a kidna fucking with Subaru. Ooh, I don't know if I could take mm-hmm. any more of that, bro. <laughs> I'm a masochist, so let's bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? I'm hoping to see more emotional um, development from Subaru because this episode explained a lot about his whole character and why he acts the way he acts. And I'm hoping to see more further growth from him because it reflects a lot from him because he had no memories of being in the ReZero world, but he was in his world, but he was referencing stuff that he didn't even know about. So I hope to see more of him just growing as a character further along in season two. Most definitely. Uh, uh, Alexis, what, what about you? What are you hoping to see? Um, I want to see more Roswell. I like, mm-hmm. I, he was looking kind of fine in this episode for some <laughs> it's reason. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the previous episodes, he was looking kind of fine in this episode. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll see you. So I definitely want to see more of him. <laughs> That's my focus right now. Hey, it takes a lot. I mean, he he had all those wounds, and and he still had all his makeup on. He was he was pretty flawless. Right. <laughs> um, oh, um, uh, uh, another thing. A lot of people. Um, I've seen a lot of people online um, who are kind of. Uh, this is going back to episode three territory. Um. But they were like met upset at uh why uh Subaru didn't ask Echidna about uh, like the witch cult or the archbishops. Mm-hmm. Um in the anime, like he kinda just she asked him if he wants to like learn about more stuff and he's like, Nope, I'm out of here. Um and the anime kinda stream just streamlined things. Um uh 
in the light novel, uh, he, he thinks about that. He thinks about asking her uh, about a way to save Rem, but he asks her about the witch cult and the archbishops, and she doesn't know anything. Um, so he just assumes from that point on that, you know, like a lot of her knowledge is just limited to her time, so it's not worth asking her about Rem. Um, and I guess the anime just kind of, uh, I guess they just want us to think that since she died like 400 years ago that she just wouldn't know. And that's why Subaru didn't ask. Um, but yeah, I just say that because I saw like some people complaining about him not asking uh, Echidna about Rem. Um, oh, <laughs> and the, another thing um, about episode four, I don't know if you guys noticed the posters in uh, in Subaru's room. Mm-mm. What did they say? I want to pay attention. So, you know, uh, Subaru is an o- otaku. He has all those oh, fig- yeah. action figures and everything. Uh, when his dad's talking to him, uh, two posters are in back of of him, and uh, he has posters of uh, Absolute Duo and uh, Asterisk War, which I don't know if those names ring a bell for you, but those are uh, like other uh like light novels like pretty popular light novels and um it was kind of cool that uh uh, he pulled both of those like the uh the posters are uh volume covers for those uh those series so it kind of just goes to, to just show more the fact that Subaru was a huge weeb. And, uh, weeb. And those, and those two series weeb are like... <laughs> weeb ass nigga. Well, in those if two somebody series... somebody call me a weeb ass nigga, I might, gotta, I might have to fight. <laughs> but you're not Subaru, so you could. Subaru. <laughs> she, I mean, he might be more mentally tough than me. I mean, that's true. He, he be going through it. Through it. I saw someone complaining about how he was he was crying in this episode. I'm like, are you serious? We still like own that. Stuff. We still own him. It's like, you try being him. Yeah, despite what misfit of Demon... Academy leads you to believe people die when they're two. <laughs> right. Well, I guess I guess Subaru's I guess Subaru's soul doesn't die, but <laughs> the rest of them, the rest of them does. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, t- um, he takes that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of weird how like you know characters acting and emoting like regular human beings is uh is weird it's considered human weird being, human beings don't like that shit yeah don't make this look at us active they don't want to see us flawed fuck that 
You're just supposed to be a, a badass robot who doesn't care about your feelings. You need to be like the demon, like the misfit at Demon King Academy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just interesting, you know, those two series, and they're kind of like your generic harem, like light novel series. But if you think about the character that Subaru is, I mean, it's it's consistent kind of with his hero complex. And him, like, growing up, like, watching his, like, anime and, like, isekai um, series like that kind of helped shape him, shaped him into who he was when he first uh, was uh, summoned to to the New World. Um, and they're both silver-haired, so that's another thing. Um, but yeah, I think I think that about does it for our ReZero uh, reviews. Um, lots to look forward to. Um, look forward to seeing more Echidna next week, and uh, hopefully figuring out what happened to uh, to Amelia to make her pass out in the tomb. Um, but yeah. Um, do you guys have any um, uh, recommendations that for the group before we wrap things up? Uh, not at the moment. Hey, everybody go. I'm going to say everybody because never mind. I'm good. <laughs> no, you, you got to keep going now. No, if you are a fan of Beyonce, go watch that shit. Uh, Black is King. It comes out Thursday at midnight. Yes. Oh, that's a good I'm point. Gonna, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm gonna coming. be watching it. You Beyonce like is her, coming. But I'll watch enough for everybody else who don't like it, so it's okay. We'll get our we'll get our streams up. <laughs> Beyonce is coming has been twen- trending on Twitter all day. Yeah, I know it's not anime, but I just want to say it. I can't wait. Um, I stumbled across the series um, the other day. This manga. This manga is called The Man Who Killed Nobunaga. And um, it's written by uh, uh, an author who is uh, a descendant of Samurai General Akechi Mitsuhide, who um, rebelled against uh, Nobunaga in the 16th century. Um, so it's kind of a, a seinen, like, historical fiction, like, action series, I guess. And um, it's interesting That's because it includes um, an uh, interpretation of Yasuke in the story. And, um, oh, shit. you know, Yas- Yasuke was a slave-turned-samurai, an African slave-turned-samurai who um, served under Nobunaga in the 16th century. Um, so it's kind of cool to see, um, like, a historical, like, real-life, um, like, black man, like, uh, adapted a to a Japanese manga, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Baki did it with the 
Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And Joe Frazier, the same boat. <laughs> the same boat. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely recommend uh, checking this series out. It's not. Uh, it's not officially licensed in English yet. But um, Mangaka Lot has it. Um, I think it has like the first six chapters translated. Um, Just found it. Yeah. So I recommend giving uh, that a read. The the art's really good too. Um, There's one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, I'll have a lot to edit towards the end here. Um, I have a recommendation real quick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm currently watching Natsume Yujinsho, and I'm almost done. I'm on the just started the last season tonight, but I highly recommend starting it. I know the group doesn't like sli- the slice of life genre, but it's well yes, worth do. it. Yes, they do. I don't know, man. You know the genre gets a lot of slander. You know it's not throwing hands and stuff. Bruh, yeah. go, go look it up. People been asking. You got, you can find you go, you'll find your trap. Yeah, an amazing series following um, a young boy named Natsume Takashi, and he's receives this book from his deceased grandmother called the Book of Friends, and along the way he gives the names back of the yokai that she fought and won against one by one, and you get to see their, each of their stories unravel throughout the entire course of the series and it's just amazing the way everything ties back into the, each section of the story and it's an emotional ride so be prepared for feels so it's an amazing series though and is that um that series is the like english like licensed like title is that the natsume and like the book of friends yeah natsume book of friends the um Manga is uh, licensed by Viz. The full 24 um, manga uh, collection is out on Viz, but um, I'm not sure if it's English dubbed or not, but uh, it's streaming on Crunchyroll, but they have the full six seasons on Crunchyroll on season six now, but a phenomenal show. That's awesome, because most, like, slice of life or just basically just non, like, battle like shonen usually don't get more than maybe three seasons. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the uh they have the full collection on um Amazon. It's twenty four total volumes that are I think the uh final volume released earlier this year, um, for their final collection and stuff. So I'll definitely be collecting the series once I finish the last season, hopefully this week, but amazing ten out of ten show. 
Go check it out, y'all. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk uh, manga sales a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, 2020 has just been a crazy year in general. and <laughs> Like the, the manga, there's no different. Uh, I'm going to read off the uh, top five selling manga of uh, 2020 so far. Um, in fifth place, we've got um, My Hero Academia, um, 4,298,928 copies. Um, uh, the Quintessential Quintuplets with just over 5 million copies. Hey. Uh, one Piece at number three with uh, five million. Top five dead or alive. Yeah, with five million one hundred eighty thousand copies. Woo! Kingdom. Stop. Kingdom at number two with uh. Hell yeah! Five point eight million copies. Bruh, before you take a dramatic pause before you say number one and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Twenty-five. Oh, Over sixty million copies. God <laughs> damn! It's damn. worth. Demon Slayer. Demon it's Slayer worth mentioning that the uh, the uh, manga year is uh, seventeen weeks from being done. And uh, it's also worth mentioning that the previous record for a full year, um, the previous Oricon record for a full year was um, One Piece in uh, either 2010 or 2011 sold uh, 38 million uh, copies. Bro, something is up. Something is up, bro. I, I, I really, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. But <laughs> five million and sixty million, man. Like Jesus Christ, I'm not understanding how many. Like, I really don't. I don't get it. Like, are people buying multiple copies? Like, what the fuck is going on? So and then going nuts. I don't think. I don't understand. So um, yeah, it like lit a fire under the like uh Japanese like anime and manga community. Yeah. Um because the only way a series sells like this is if every volume is selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so the backlogs like people are buying all twenty volumes so far. Like there's twenty no, there's twenty one volumes of Demon Slayer out right now. And what everybody's doing, like, they're buying as many, like, like 1 through 21, basically. And and that's happening, like, over and over and over and over. Um, Bookstore, some bookstores, um, uh, people were stealing copies. And it got so bad that some bookstores had to, like, uh, take all the copies and, like, move them to, like, behind the checkout desk and you had to like 
uh, purchase them. You had to like buy it there. Niggas like, bought the Demon Slayer. It was ridiculous last year. Transition from uh, Demon Slayer to uh, Manga Slayer. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, the series is just a fun series. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, it doesn't reinvent the wheel or anything like that. Um, like the story is, is fairly straightforward. Um, like the characters, like, like, um, people fell in love with the characters. Um, go to Jay, the, the author is really good at, um, like, like character, like building and, um, like emotional bits um, as well as comedic time too. Uh, I'm so like, amped about it both still. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just no. That's right. Um. Yeah, like it's just a like a fun series that lots of people enjoy. Um. And it just really struck a chord. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. Um, it, it hit the right time. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the just the perfect storm. Like I think so many things had to happen. Like you got a kick-ass opening from Lisa. That probably drew some people in. Um, you know, it being produced by Affordable, um was a big thing. I, I can't remember the composer. I feel really bad, but um, one of the best. But you know, uh, it was that shit. Yeah. One of the best composers in the biz working on the anime. Um, mm-hmm. uh, great voice acting. Uh, it just kind of a perfect storm of uh, success, basically. Uh, but, you know. That's the biggest takeaway from those numbers, but I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm impressed that so many manga are uh, keeping pace with One Piece this year. Uh, yeah. It, mo- most years, uh, One Piece is the top-selling manga by like quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Kingdom's selling more than One Piece is right now, and... Uh, Quintessential quintuplets and uh, My Hero Academia aren't too far behind. Um, like now, on, on one hand, like One Piece has ninety-six volumes, so probably the only people buying manga, manga, like One Piece manga, are like the diehards. Uh, they're probably not getting very much in backlog sales at this point, 23 years in. Um, so you gotta uh, probably look at those numbers from that perspective. But even so, I mean, I feel like it, it just shows that like uh, overall, like the manga industry is in a pretty good uh, pretty good place right now. I think so. 
Um, let's see. Uh, Spy Family uh, is in the top ten in total sales this year so far, which is awesome. Um, it's it's uh, selling more than uh, Fire Force and Attack on Titan with without an anime adaptation. Right. Just um, wait till the anime adaptation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Produced by Studio Mobile. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Oh shit! That would be wild. Oh, speaking of production, I swear JoJo fans be doing the wildest shit. I saw that fake like opening they did for Part Six, where they use a tribe called Quest. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. It's pretty. I'll show you guys in the chat because it's it's nicely done. I feel like they just might have the fans do it at this point. It was pretty sick to witness. I was like, who the fuck does this? Talented motherfuckers. <laughs> so I dropped the link there. There, I was like, okay. This is kind of cool. Yeah, part six needs to hurry up and get here. You don't wait no part six. Me too, because it's going to be fun. Oh, and yeah. It takes, it takes place yeah. in Florida. Florida. And all the places to have a bizarre adventure in. Hell, yeah. I Everything in Florida. Right? She's going to see Florida, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's You see, if Stone Ocean was made like in this day and age, we would have had a stand called Florida Man, Oof. or at least the character, or at least the character, or at least the character. Florida Man, P.O.P. as fuck. He's basically cars. Cars is Florida Man. He didn't die. He just went into space, and then came to Florida. <laughs> but, um, yeah I mean I think that about does it for us this week um, great episode everybody um, and uh, thanks for listening to us this week and um, be sure to catch us next week yeah <laughs> like Aaron yay yay <laughs> I had to give a solid one. I don't want. I don't want to end up like old boy in astronomy club when Ice Cube. He did it, and Ice Cube was around. And Ice Cube was like, "Don't ever do that again." Yeah. <laughs>